Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center where we dream revival with God and serve people in love. It's a church devoted to celebrate God, pursue God, present God, imitate God and to host God. Now, here's a sermon from this weekend at church. Today, we'll be learning what is all about glorifying God glorifying God in our worship glorifying God in our worship how do we glorify God in our worship so first of all I want us to talk about the word worship what do you really understand about worship praising okay any other definition huh honoring God loving adoring him Okay, so in my preparation of this sermon, I went inside. So I found this word which was so interesting. It said, Worshipping is more than singing, praising, praying. Worship is a lifestyle of enjoying God and loving God, giving ourselves to the use of His purpose and loving others. Amen. So, worship is more than singing, is more than praising, is more than worshiping. It's more of you giving yourself to whose purpose? God, which is our creator. So, I found another word. I don't think if it's a, you have it there. It says, worship is not an, is not an account is not a mount we place in the offering basket. Worship is not volunteering in children's church. Yes, this may be acts of expression of worship, but they do not define what true worship really is. Worship is worship to honor with extravagant love and extreme submission. Extravagant love and extreme submission. How do we submit to God in our worship? So I just, you know, want to read out this to you before we, we go into the business about the worship. To give you a claim, he said, another was said, every decision is an act of worship. Every decision you take. You want to buy something, is an act of worship. You want to eat is an act of worship. You want to respond to word that someone said to you. You may you walk along the street. Someone said you are stupid. You want to respond. Let me tell you, if you don't respond positive, you are sinning. It's an act of worship. Amen. Amen. So, in this, I just want to take us uh, straight to the the verse of the day. The book of Joshua 24, 15. It said, But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer, to, would you prefer the God your ancestors served beyond the efferent? Or will it be the gods of Amorite in whose land you now live but as for me and my family we will serve the Lord so do you see 
that this is, you know, worship is a decision. It's also a decision. What do you say? What is your decision? Are you saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to worship you. This is the way I'm going to worship you. So, and also to understand that it's a lifestyle where you make the decision and you must follow that decision which you make. This is Joshua speaking to the Israelites. He said, will you serve the Lord? But I love the answer. They said, no, God forbid. They'll reject the word that will you serve the God of the Amorite where you now live. So I would just want to take you further to the book of Revelation 14, 17. The Bible said, fear the Lord. He shouted. This is the angel of the Lord. He said, fear the Lord. He shouted, give glory to him for the time has come when he will sit as judge. Worship him who made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all the springs of the waters. Worship the Lord. He said, fear God. How do we fear God? Can anyone give me any, just a definition of what you understand about fearing God? Fearing God is all about loving God. Reverence. You love him. You give him reference. You don't, you don't do, you know, sometimes when we want to, like, okay, let me use myself for an instance. My wife is at home, right? And I'm here. If I walk outside, maybe I see something that I know that is not good. If she has it, then I go ahead doing it because she's not there. That is not love. Then if I go back home, I say, my dear, I love you so much. You are the most beautiful woman in the world. No, I'm lying to myself. So when, you, when the scripture said, fear God, means loving God. Then, the other one said, glorify. Give glory to him. How do we give glory? By submitting to him. He said, give glory to him. For the time has come when he will sit as judge. He said, worship him. He made heaven and earth, everything he made them, to give him what? Glory. He made everything to, for, for his own pleasure. And the scripture goes on in the book of John 4, 20, uh, 24. He said, for God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. When he say fear, love him. So how do we love him? If we can worship him in truth and in spirit... When we love God, we must to, we have to show the love by worshiping, by worshiping him in trying his spirit. Not saying, yes, God is not here. He can't see me. Then I can go ahead and do whatever I want. We submit to him. David said it so, so well. I love the way David explained it. David said in the book of Psalm 122 verse 1, he said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You fear God in loving him. And you come to understand that in loving God, I have to worship him in true and in spirit. How do you worship him in true and in spirit? If there is no gladness in your heart, can you worship God without having this joy? The extreme joy. You know the word I read earlier said extravagant love. 
If you don't have this extravagant love, you cannot love him. You cannot worship him. Your worship cannot give him glory. It's only when you go extreme. That is when you are worshiping God. And your worship will give him what? Glory. Amen. The book of Psalm 95, 6, it said, come. Can you say to each one of you, you know, just look at someone beside you said, come. Let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before our maker. This is one thing that we have to do to ourselves. This is one, the one word we need to confess every day. Kachi, come before him. Come before him. Worship him. Bow down before your maker. He makes you for you to be of glory to him. What do you understand by bowing down? We just sang a song. Casting crown. Lifting hands. Bowing down. That is all we ought to do. When you bow down, it all simply is showing a total submission. When you kneel before the Lord, you are saying, Lord, you are all I have. I give it all to you. I give myself away that you can use me. If you cannot give yourself incomplete, if you cannot give your total self to God, how do you want to define your, your worship giving God glory? Amen. Knowing that he is your maker, he made you. That he might derive pleasure through you. The book of Psalm, 2 Psalm 6, 14, it said, And David danced before the Lord with all his mind, wearing a priesthood garment. I believe each one of us understand this, know about this scripture. Where David go crazy. You know, the, we love the song that said, When the spirit of the Lord is upon my life, I will dance like David danced. He go extravagant, crazy dance for God. He never remember his royalty. He never remember that he was a king. Most of us come to church in the morning. When the worship is going on, we are busy putting our belt. My shirt is getting rumpled. Oh, my watch. I don't want to clap too much before the, the string gets caught. No. You have to get loose of yourself. Lose yourself. Let it go. When you go in worship before God, there has to be this self-denial. You have to deny yourself. David denied himself, his privilege, his royalty, his mighty king that people portray around about him. He said, I don't care what my wife said. You know, in the scripture, the wife, you know, laughed at him. Look at that stupid man. What is he doing? He don't care the word. He was worshiping, dancing. That is the kind of worship God wants from us. This kind of worship that will give God glory. The second book of Chronicles 167. He said, Therefore, in front of the tabernacle, Solomon went up to the bronzing altar in the Lord's presence and sac sacrificed 1,000 burnt offering on it. 
That night, God appeared to Solomon and said, What do you want? Ask. I will give it to you. Amen. What happened? Solomon gave the best. He gave all his heart. The best he has installed. He took it to the altar of God. How do we? See, let me tell you. Sometimes we, we, we thought the altar is all about when you come to church. Here, when you face this place, that is the altar. No, you carry the altar in you. Wherever you go, you are the altar. What you give determine how much God is going to be moved in his throne. Solomon gives something tremendous. You know, something that is unimaginable. God came. Imagine God stamping down from his throne. Coming to Solomon saying, my dear, man, you, you, you kill it. Ask anything and I will give it to you. Whenever you are giving, whatever you are saying, know it very well that they are the art of worship. Your decisions are the art of worship. Solomon made the right decision here. He never want to, you know, look at how many ships do we have installed. We may, we, know, we may not have enough to kill for breakfast or lunch. You know, he's a king. And in the house of king, we know how much, you know, children, wives Solomon has. They need, they need a lot of this ship for food. But he never thought of it. His main concern is, how can I give to the Lord? What will I give that will be the best? I pray God will help us to give our best in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want us to, you know, see another person who gave the best and how it resulted to him. Let's turn our Bible to the book of Genesis 4, 6, 5, 4, 3, 5. The Bible said, when it was time for the harvest, Cain present some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portion of the firstborn lamb from his flocks. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected, rejected. What do we see here? This is two people. Brothers, the both of them went to the presence of the Lord to give. How did they give? Cain gave the leftover, not his best. He gave the leftover. That is why God rejected his sacrifice. So when you don't give the best, mind you, there is no way God is going to accept a sacrifice. It's very, very important for we to think twice before we take the decision in giving to God. This young man came. He looked at every crops he has harvested. He said, man, mm -mm, this is too huge. Why should I give God this much? No, I need to give him this leftover. You know, I can keep this. 
I need, I need more of this. Let me give him this little. That would be enough for him. But his brother, Abel, he went in search. He went deep. He brought out the best. When you give God the best, you are simply saying the same word that Abraham used. He said, the Lord will provide. He gave the best knowing God will provide. When we held back the best, we are going to lack. But when we give the best, God will provide. And I just want to let you know, see, worshiping God in your acts, worshiping God in your giving in every way, you are not just worshiping, you are only giving for God to transform you in who he is. Because, see, you don't go to the football field to watch football. Just, you know, to pass time, right? We went to play football today, right? It just occurred to me that we play football. Now, think of it. Why did Safi was so eager to come to the pitch to play the football? And even me, I was very far. Each one of us, we want to come. I was so shocked when I got there. I saw mothers and some babies. You know, they are playing football already. <laughs> Why did they come? Because they derived joy in doing it. This is the place when you watch the football match, when the team score, when Barcelona score. My dear, you could see someone who has not eaten, who is so hungry, tired. He will lift up a very big chair. He will run, scream. Why? Because he derived joy from it. He completes him. He makes him feel more strengthened. The same way when we give to God, God will complete us. When we give our worship to him, incomplete he makes us to be like him because it's for his purpose, not us. If you are learning something today, say amen. amen. Okay. Let's look at the scripture in Romans 6.13. The Bible said, do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, Give yourself completely to God for you were dead but now you have life you have new life so use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God do not say to yourself call your name say Kachi do not Say to your name, call your name, do not, do not allow any part of your body to become an instrument of evil. So, when I see this particular verse, I pause for a while. I said, no. I think I have to put this. this. This taught me a lot. And I want you to, you know, enjoy this precious gift. Because this is an eye open. 
When the scriptures say, do not, do not let any part of your body to become an instrument of, to self evil. Now, you ask yourself, what got to do with the instrument of evil in my giving? Something happened to me. So, I got to the signal. I stopped. It was red light. Then this woman woke up to me. She was, she was asking for money. Then I said, I'm not going to give. From my mind, I said, no, I'm not giving. Why should I give you? Stand here often begging money. You know what I hear? Didn't I tell you to give everyone who beg for money? I turned, I said, who is this? The voice repeated himself again. I said, okay. I called the woman. I gave seven rupees. After giving seven rupees, the signal turned green. As soon as I moved, the voice came again. Is that how I asked you to give? So, do you understand this? How you give matters. If you don't give right, rightful way, you become an instrument of evil. You don't know when you serve evil. You don't know when you serve sin. Because of your selfishness, because of our adamants, being so deaf into the God's word, we become an instrument of evil and sin. He said, but instead, give yourself completely to God. For you were dead. How were we dead? Sin. You know, devil is so tricky. When I read the book of Genesis, how devil tricked Adam and Eve. He told them, he said, don't worry. Eat the fruit. If you eat this fruit, nothing will happen to you. You will not die. Simply don't want you to know what he knows. They thought they're going to die physically. No, they didn't die physically. They died spiritually. They lost their rightful ownership of the garden of Eden. Because God gave it to them, it belongs to them. But the devil steal it from them. So when you make yourself an instrument of sin, when you make yourself an instrument of evil by not listening to God's word, you will die again. You can receive that which is yours. Amen. I pray God will make us his instrument. Bible said in the first Peter 4, 10 verse 12, it said, God has given each of you a gift from which is great variety of spiritual gift. Use them well to serve one another. Use them well to serve one another. He say, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. And the word said, Amen. Whatever you do, God has given a vast gift to us. There are many of us that are gifted to cancel, to 
help in diff different kinds of gifts. Here he, he made it so clear. If you speak, speak as if God is speaking through you. If you are giving, give as if God is giving through you. When you do all these things, you will do well. And they will do what? They will bring glory to God. So, he's repeating himself again and again. Whatever we do, let's do it for the glory of God. Not to please man, not to please someone beside us. Sometimes we do something because we want people to, you know, to praise us. I tell you, I find it so difficult to do something for someone to praise me. Instead of me to do that, I will stop doing it. Sometimes, like we were worshiping here. I was praising God. I was giving him, I was glorifying his name. I just had this negative voice saying, yes, do it for people to see you. I said, you were a liar from the pit of hell. I'm not doing it to glory for me people to glorify me, but I'm doing it for my father. So when you do something, the enemy will always trick you. But do you submit to his tricks? Do not. When you do all this, as if it's God doing it through you, you will do well in all. And your father will receive his glory. Because he has supplied everything you need. Amen. Let's turn the Bible to the John 8.54. Jesus answered, If I want glory for myself, it don't count. But it is my Father who will glorify me. You say, He is our God. This is Jesus' word. Who is our role model? Jesus, right? If Jesus is our role model and he came on this earth to show us the right path to follow and he spoke this word, he said, if I want glory for myself, it doesn't count. But it's my father who glorified me. It's the father who glorified Jesus. So what we do, we don't do it to glorify ourselves. You come on Sunday, you are to lead the worship. You want to act. You want to put an act for people to say, yes, he did it well. You will not receive anything. He doesn't add anything. He doesn't give glory to the father. You won't receive either. The scripture says, when you glorify yourself, you will not receive from God because you have received from your pride because you have received from them whom they, you want them to glorify you. But when you worship for God, when you give for God, when you speak for God, when you act for God, who will glorify you? The Father in heaven. As the Father glorified Jesus, so he will glorify you. Amen. The book of John 13, 32, it said, And since God received glory because of the Son, he will give his own glory to the Son, and he will do so at once. So, I want you to hold this particular word. 
he will do so at once. Did he receive glory from the son? Right? Did he? He did. God received glory from the son because Jesus came on earth. He wasn't here for his own purpose. He wasn't here to show off. He gave it all. He submitted to the father authority. Remember, we all know Jesus was in the beginning of the creation. But he was so humble that he came. He looked at the suffering that is so huge. If it were men, we would give up. He didn't give up. But he did it to give the father glory. When he finished it all, the father returned the glory back to him at once. Without holding anything back. Instance. You could use the word in a tinkle of eyes. As soon as Jesus died, remember the scripture saying in the book of Matthew, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth beneath have been given to him. Why? Because he brings glory to the Father. Let's look at the scripture to the John 17, 4. He said, I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you give to me to do. He brought glory here on earth. Then you ask yourself, what is that work? What have God assigned you to do? We all are here with an assignment. Are you willing to complete them? That the glory might be given to the Father. What is the assignment God has given you? Has he given you assignment to help people? Has he given you assignment, you know, to push people to himself? There are men when they come to you and, you know, share the word of God with you. You'll be so moved that you won't even know when you say yes. Lord, here I am. If that is your assignment here on earth, I want to encourage you, please, do it well. That when you complete the assignment, that the glory will be returned to the Father. Amen. Amen. The last verse, but not the least. Corinthians 9.13 The Bible said, as a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers who prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. As a result, as a result, I love this place. I often check myself. I ask myself, this thing you are about to do, what is it going to result to? This worship you are leading, is it for God's glory? What I'm doing right now, presently, my giving, will it add anything to heaven? This is Apostle Paul speaking. He said, as a result of your ministry, we all have the, you know, I just repeat the same word and again in a different verses. When he said, I brought glory 
is all about what we do, our work. When the scripture talks, it speaks in Corinthians 9 verse 13, it's also talking about our works. Our ministry, our works. He said, they will give glory to God with what you are doing presently. Are people glorifying God through what you are doing? Are people glorifying God through your words? Your actions, are people glorifying God for it? It's easy for we to say, I'm doing the right thing. You cannot justify yourself. It's only people outside have to tell the good about you. If people around, if 20 people say that you are bad, my dear, go back home and check yourself. For your generosity to them and to all the believers. This place talks about the, the, the believers. How do we give our generosity? How do we give? Do we give with a cheerful heart? You give to people because you know you are giving God. Your giving is a worship, is an act of worship to God. If I don't give the best, if I say, oh, I'm going to give something good. I come to church, someone is in need. And the person, I know this person is serious in need. Instead of me to help, I will tell him, brother, don't worry. The Lord will provide. Let us pray. And I have the money in my pocket. I'll go ahead, speaking in tongue. Let me tell you, we are deceiving ourselves. But when we give cheerfully, when we give to the heart of God, then the believers, they will prove you. They will say, yes, he did it right. He obeyed God. When we give to God, we are simply being obedient to the commandment, to the, to the word of God. He said, give, it will come back to you. This is what many of us don't understand. Give, it will come back to you. Good measure. Shaking together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. How do you give? Do you give the best? In a trust sense, when you are giving, don't put in your heart that, okay, I'm giving for me to receive from this person. No. But if you put, if you have this motive in your heart saying, Lord, I'm giving to you, not man. He will give it back to you in hundredfold. He always wants to give back to us. But depending how much we are willing to sacrifice. Amen. When the scriptures say the good news of Christ, what is the good news of Christ? The good news of Christ. What did Jesus do when he was here on earth? What was the life, the character of Jesus? 
Love. He was going around doing good. He was healing the sick. Safe. Cast the demon. That is the good news. Then what is your own good news? I ask myself often. What is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ in my life? This last verse taught me a lot. I spent a lot of time here. I asked myself a lot of questions. Kachi, what is that good news? You know, I love something the scripture said about David. He said, this is the man after my own heart. When he sinned, he never repeated again. When he gave, he gave the best. His end was so sweet. I don't think each one of us seated here would want our end to be I don't know the word to use. Okay, let me just say bad. I want my end to be good. The beginning doesn't matter but the end matters a lot. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus did everything he gave it to the best. But when we want to give, I've seen how most of our brothers, the people I, you know, I relate to, I see how they respond when it comes to give, when it comes to help. Not only giving money I'm talking about. See, we give in a different way. Someone might be in need for you to cancel the person, encourage the person, but where your mind runs straight was finance. You run away from the person. If you could just go, hear the person first speak. Knowing this is the good news of Christ. Whenever Jesus being called, he never rejected the call. I don't know if we, if we know the scripture well. Jesus never re refused. Someone is dying. Jesus is there. Someone is sick. Jesus is there. We need to understand that we are the hands of Jesus. We are the mouth of Jesus. That is why the scripture said it so clearly said that God has given a lot of gift. If you want to speak speak as if he's speaking through you because when you speak you don't longer speak in your own authority I tell you most of the things I'm explaining here they are not what I study because I'm standing here to give the best knowing that he's going to speak through me this is not my words I have nothing to add to this. Only by his spirit will enable me to speak and to explain the scripture. The same way when you walk up to someone who is in need, who called you for help, you listen to the person. You will hear God speaking to you, telling you this is how to go about it. I meet people often. People call me. I meet one recently. We sat down. I told him, what is the problem? But before you speak, please be honest. Tell me every truth. 
he explained before he before he go he, he speak like four words i saw flies moving around his head i tried to kill the flies i thought it's a physical something i couldn't kill the fly i tried again it wasn't coming then i heard the voice saying he's dead He's, done, he's sitting there with me. We were eating. Talking. But he's dead. How? Spiritually. His gift. His destiny is dead. But because I didn't run away from him. When he called me for help. I came. And I listened to him. God opened my eyes to see. Then I tell him. We're going to pray. I know God will restore you. And I believe. By praying for him, God has restored him. It's only by faith. So I'm, I, I, will, I will urge each one of us, whatever we do, whatever at decision that we are to make, let's make that decision based on the, 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 the standard Jesus have laid for us here on earth before he depart to the father if we do that I assure you you are giving glory to God because whatever you do is an act of worship is an act of worship this is the end of the sermon today but that is not the end of you doing the right thing. That is not the end of you putting the right action. I believe God have reminded you of your mistakes. That what you are doing presently, son, daughter, you are not doing it right. This is where you go wrong. I want you to turn from there. I love to give. I wasn't giving because I have it all. But I give because God is giving through me. Shall we rise up on our feet? We hope this week's sermon from Bangalore Revival Center was a blessing to you. To remain connected or to visit us, find all the information on dreamingrevival.com.